Welcome to my podcast, Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm Renee Beery, an interior designer with a passion for managing construction projects, large and small. My mission is to empower women, both homeowners and interior designers, to manage renovation projects like a pro. My goal in sharing my knowledge and experience from working in the field for the past 29 years will allow you to avoid the mistakes I have seen and go into projects confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your projects will be as smooth and as successful as possible. Renovation or construction management is a niche inside the interior design industry, and obviously one that I love and likely you love or want to know more about if you've been listening to this podcast. But inside that niche, there are specialties, in particular kitchens and baths. So today I want to take a deeper dive into how to create a custom bath for your clients. Let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. Like I was just saying, there are a lot of designers that choose to focus solely on kitchens and baths within the renovation management niche in our business. And I think that's great. There are people who just, that is the way their brain works. It's what their comfort zone is. They get the vendors they need lined up and they really move forward effectively and successfully. And that is fantastic. It also to be honest, allows them to set themselves apart even further than those of us, including myself, that don't specifically specialize in those two spaces. Now, that doesn't mean that designers like me don't design and manage projects in bathrooms and kitchens. It's just that I will go beyond those two rooms where designers that I've spoken with are really set on those two spaces. And I have an upcoming episode that you're going to want to hear about a designer who has done just that and some of the exciting ways that she has made her business even more unique by some of the vendors that she has brought in. But for today, I want to talk specifically about bathrooms and mainly because I have just done an inordinate number of bathrooms over the last several years. And I think it's an important topic to keep kind of reminding or circling back to for designers to keep in mind that it is almost natural to kind of come into a new project with maybe the same agenda or design ideas if you are doing bathrooms one after the other. And I know I fall into that trap as well. And so I always remind myself that the Jones family is not the Smith family. And what the Joneses want for their bathroom really should never reflect what the Smiths want for their bathroom, unless just by chance they have a lot of the same tastes and likes. And frankly, that is really uncommon. And so I want to challenge all the designers listening to take that same stance when you are in the process of going through or interviewing with a client after they've hired you. Right. So when you first go and meet someone, you see their house, you see their style. They may say, oh, this isn't our style. But obviously, if they're living there at some point, that was their style. And you automatically start thinking about ideas in your head. Right. You see something that's traditional on the downstairs, maybe the living room and dining room. You think, okay, probably upstairs. When we go to the primary bathroom, it's likely to have the same feel and flavor. So you start thinking automatically what surfaces you may want to use and what level of finish, et cetera, et cetera. I want you all to fight that urge. And and I have to fight myself because I automatically do that as well. 
What I really want to explain today is the times that I have truly stayed in the moment with that specific client, their bathrooms are unique to them. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have a tub and a shower and a toilet and sinks. Of course, those components, those don't change, right? We Maybe they don't need a tub, but everybody needs all those other components. So what I do is I try to sit with them and really open up their minds. And likely this won't be solved in this meeting because I leave them with homework. One of the reasons I intentionally leave them with homework And why I don't ask them to do it before the meeting is because I find that clients don't fully understand that they truly have the license to dream big, think of things they never thought would be possible, and let you, the designer, figure out the logistics of it. So what does that mean, right? So I have, again, done tons of bathrooms over the last three decades and have heard the craziest answers. And I always joke with friends that I am probably one of the best secret keepers because if I shared some of the information I knew, some of the very personal data that I knew, and I'm sure you're chuckling as well, thinking about all the personal data you have in your head about your clients, we would be run out of town, right? I mean, think about it. I know which side of the bed my clients sleep on. Well, I also know if they don't always sleep in the same bed, right? You come to a meeting, the guest bed is all rumpled, but yet they have no guests. You know, these are the kinds of things that make the finished work that I do exactly fit for those clients, not the people that owned the home before and not the people they're going to sell the house to after, but for them specifically. And I know if you've done this work, you're nodding your head. It really is what elevates you beyond your competition. And that is what we want for each of you. So what do I do, right? So I meet these people more often than not. Maybe I've met them once before, maybe some emails in between, but really we don't have a relationship. So you've got to establish the trust that they will need to share their greatest wish list. Because sometimes in a bathroom, it may or may not be something they're most comfortable talking about, right? I mean, let's be honest, we don't always spend time in our bathroom fully clothed. So we take some time in the beginning to really establish like, hey, you have hired me for a reason. I can bring the skills you need to bring whatever dream you have come to life. And they usually look at, oh, okay, great. That's wonderful. And I dig in and I say, no, no, seriously, dream big, find all the things, all the bells, all the whistles you've ever, ever wanted. And then tell me. And I'll let you know if I can logistically make it work. I mean, be honest, not everything can come true to life, right? But I'll be honest, a lot of things can if they're willing to really dig in and share. So obviously that comes back to that trust factor. They have to trust that whatever they're telling you won't go beyond you or your firm right? If you have people that are working for you. When I had local employees, I had a hard and fast rule that nothing left our office. No personal information, no addresses, no details on projects. That is absolutely a hard, hard line for me. 
And I think it should be for each of you, because again, your clients are entrusting you with very personal data that frankly, probably not even their close friends always know. Or if they know, they might know one or two, but you know, say five or six, because you're working in all areas of the house. So trust is a very crucial part of a successful design project. And that is something you'll have to establish with your clients. And the sooner, the better the project is overall. So that's how you're going to get a customized list for each client. Now, again, in a bathroom, like I said, you're going to have toilets, you're going to have a shower, you're going to have possibly a tub, you're going to have vanities or maybe a standalone sink. You've got all these little components that are pretty basic in a bathroom, but then take them one by one if your client is stuck and really break it down. Okay, we have toilets. What kind of toilet do you want? What do you want it to do? What functions are you looking for? And yes, we are talking about bowel movements and things that you don't normally talk about with people you've met once or twice. So again, you've got to make light of it, make it an easy breezy conversation about, do you want a bidet seat? Do you want a toilet that plays music for you and has mood lighting and all sorts of stuff? And God only knows what they'll create soon enough. But these are the kinds of conversations that kind of get the ball rolling, right? I mean, hey, if you can talk about bowel movements with a client and fancy toilets that they've always dreamed about, then you're off to a good start, right? Because that allows them to open up about other things. And so you may be thinking, good Lord, Renee, what on earth have you installed in your client's bathrooms? And yeah, I've installed some pretty specific things that really were what my clients had always dreamed about. And you'll know when you've hit that trust factor because they kind of get this like starry-eyed little kid look in their eyes like, wait, really? I can actually make a list of all these crazy ass things I've seen on HGTV or on House or Pinterest or what have you and put them in a list and send them to you. And you can say, hey, I can make, you know, eight of the 10 come true. And they just kind of get this like, you know, Christmas morning feeling like, oh, this is exciting. And that's what you want. You want your clients to really, truly feel heard. You want your clients to know that this project is for them. Now, years ago, years and years ago, when I first moved back to Delaware and opened my own firm, I had the old-fashioned portfolio. Yes, this was pre-digital world. And all of the images reflected my New York work, of course, right? So it's apartment living. And here I am back in Delaware where it's all freestanding residential homes. So it was a stretch. And the work we did in New York was much more formal, more big city-like than it was in my hometown. And this one client, I was going through my whole presentation. I was the perfect fit. I got to say, I was the perfect fit for his project. And he looked at me at the end. He thanked me for my time. And he said, you know, I just don't see my living room in your portfolio. Okay. I was young. I was newly in the business and I looked at him and I said, that's because we haven't done your living room yet. So what that story illustrates is you will find clients who want the same look, right? I don't want to make it seem lesser than, but it's sort of, I call it the cookie cutter look, right? Oh, I'm going to hire Renee and I'm going to get a blue and red scheme for each room, or I'm going to get a blue and white scheme for this room. And 
And that is fine. There is nothing wrong with that if that is your comfort zone, but then you need to market yourself for that. But most of the designers I speak with don't do that type of work, right? They don't have a quote look. And I mean more on that granular level. I mean, I you could look at my website, go look at it this afternoon after you've listened to this podcast, and you can see that there's not a lot of quote contemporary or modern styles on my website. Those were my New York days and they're not on my website now. So I guess that would be, quote, my look. But each project, each room is individual to itself and to the clients that hired me. And so that's what I am talking about with these bathrooms, the ability to bring the unique factors of individual people that have hired you into their spaces. And that should be, in my opinion, your ultimate goal. Now, does that mean that two clients in the same town might have similar looks? Sure. That's entirely possible and has happened to me because like attracts like. So if I'm referred to a friend by a client, chances are they have things in common. But you would be shocked and I'm no longer surprised when two clients who are, quote, close friends have vastly different styles. And the second one, you know, the one that was referred to me will say, oh, I love what you did at Kate's house, but I don't want any of that. And don't tell her. And I'm like, okay, you know, and these are the kinds of situations, again, I know some of you are laughing right now because you've had these conversations, but that is what elevates their design to the custom level that you are trying to produce. So here are some of the experiences I've had and some of the the things I could and couldn't produce for these clients. So Years ago, I was working with a husband and wife, and we were doing a very large, really cool custom primary bathroom. And we, you know, we're going through the list, and I was asking them personal questions, you know, who gets up first? You know, what do you do in the morning? Do you shower at night? You know, all of the questions that hopefully you guys are working through already. And the husband looked at me when I said anything else. I mean, literally anything in the world that you've always wanted to do, but can't yet in your existing space. And he looked at me and he said, I love yoga. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's great. Good to know. Duly noted. I'm writing it down thinking, what on earth does that have to do with your bathroom? And he looks at me and again, he goes, I want to do sun salutations in the shower every morning. And I paused and I thought, I can do that. I knew the space. And I said, but you have to stand up first. And he goes, why do I have to do that? I said, well, I have to measure your wingspan in order to get that space right. And I said, and do you want to do it horizontally or vertically when you're standing under the water. And he looked at me and he's like, well played, right? I didn't flinch. I didn't chuckle. I may have chuckled a little in my head. Certainly didn't do it out loud for him to see. And I immediately wanted the specifications that I needed to design a shower stall that would allow him to do sun salutations every morning in his shower. And you know what? He actually followed up with me. I ran into him about a year after the project. He goes, I love it. And every morning I do a sun salutation and I think of you. And I thought, is that like a weird compliment? You're in the shower? Anyway, yeah. So yes, again, if you've been doing this a while, you know these conversations. But that to him was the ultimate luxury item in his bathroom. Think about that. He just wanted a shower stall large enough to do that. It wasn't about the fancy fixtures. It wasn't about 
some toilet that would do everything under the sun for him. It was simply that he had a desire to do some of his yoga in the shower. And that was frankly, one of the easier ones that I've pulled off because it simply was the size and scale of the shower stall. So again, we've talked about toilets and yes, I have gotten involved in all of those crazy ass toilets. And to know me is to know that I startle very easily And they still startle me. I know damn well if I get close enough to one of those toilets, the lid rises. I mean, I've installed it. I know the specifications. And anytime I go back into my client's bathroom and the the lid opens, I always get startled. And I usually go, ah, my client looks at me and it's like, yeah, Renee, at some point you've got to get used to that. I'm like, I I just don't. And therefore, I personally will never have one of those because it freaks me out. Although I've been told you can override that. But but for my clients who have installed them, they love them. And, and honestly, they tell me all the time, oh my gosh, when I first saw the ticket on that, it was insanely expensive, but it is such an amazing luxury to have at home. And I'm like, okay, la, 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 la. Don't really want to talk about your toilet and what you're doing on it. I already have a good idea knowing all of the features that it came with. But that is important to them. Now, some of the smaller things I've heard in the past are we would like two shower heads. Okay. Obviously, one person doesn't need two shower heads. So they're showering together. Do I care on a personal level? No, not at all. None of my business what they do in their shower. But as a designer, it's incredibly important to know that because think about the extra plumbing. I'm going to need, again, a larger shower stall. Do you want them on opposite sides. Okay. That means I've got to have three walls. Do you want, you know, all of these things start going through my head far and away beyond, huh, you're showering together. Okie dokie. Honestly, it really doesn't even hit me until after I've worked through all the details about how I'm going to pull that off. And then I think, oh, okay. Yeah. They're showering together as a couple. Cool. And again, it allows the client to feel seen, heard, and you to deliver their custom design exactly as they want it. Now, there are some things about two shower heads. Like I said, you've got to have extra plumbing. What is their water pressure like? Do you need a booster? Can you gain access to the other shower head without having to walk in? If not, you need to have the valves closer to the door so you can do it remotely, or you can have them hardwired into one of those programs where you can turn them on to warm up, et cetera, et cetera. So those are the kinds of things that need to be worked through and why you need to establish the trust in the beginning so that two thirds of the way through the project, they don't look at you and they go, damn, you know, we've always wanted to have two shower heads. Is it too late, Renee? You're looking at them going, are you crazy? Like you can see all the plumbing's roughed in. We're about to tile. What? Jesus Christ, why didn't you tell me that sooner? Because they didn't know they could. It is really as simple as that. Now, don't get me wrong. There are times that, you know, you start a project in a bathroom and then they all become experts on bathrooms. And sometimes things truly are too late. But that's why you've got to really sit down, really drag this conversation out and get into the granular details of really, truly, truly, what do you want? And even if it's just the craziest thing in the world, put it down, run it through. Can it be done? 
And then lastly, now in 30 years, this has only happened to me once, but I think it bears sharing with each of you so that you kind of have this in the back of your head because I do keep this in the back of my head. I worked with an older couple who were downsizing from a very large home to a really cool historic condo on a beautiful river. And we were gutting everything. The place had been built in the 80s and had very 80s like, you know, peach and mauve. And it was not to her taste. And so we started in with her primary bathroom. And we were going through what she wanted. She wanted a soaking tub. She wanted two sinks. She wanted all sorts of stuff, right? And we got to the shower. She wanted a very large shower. This woman was teeny tiny. I mean, probably 90 pounds soaking wet. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Like what, you know, I didn't ask because it's truly none of my business, but why would she need such a large shower? And I come to find out that while she doesn't want a steam shower, she does like to sit in the shower and let the steam collect from just the shower heads. And that's a relaxing point. And therefore she wanted a larger shower stall. I thought, cool, perfect. No big deal. Plenty of room for that. So then we came to the finishes. And she said to me, so let's talk about the shower. And I immediately thought, okay, she's talking about the tile on the walls versus the floor and, you know, whether we're going to use slabs for the jams and the threshold, et cetera, et cetera. Nope. She wanted to talk about the glass and the glass enclosure. It was going to be two walls. So pretty big walls of glass. And I thought, yeah, no problem. I have a great vendor. And she said, no, 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 I want frosted glass. And I paused and I said, Okay, well, traditionally, it's clear so that one, the room doesn't feel closed in, two, so that the shower doesn't feel closed in, and three, the glass really does have a green cast to it when it is frosted. She looked at me and she said, I hear you on all of those points, and you are right that the green will have to be contended with with the other finishes and why I wanted to talk about it first And yes, the bathroom will appear a little smaller because there will essentially be two green walls and that the shower inside will feel enclosed and not as open and airy as it would if it was clear glass. And I thought, okay, so she's going to bend and we're going to do clear glass. And she said, no, I'll tell you why. She said, one, I like the cozy feeling that the frosted glass creates inside the shower. She said, two, I love the color green. That won't bother me at all. And three, the bathroom is already large enough and I'm okay with that. And I thought, okay. So she's picking the frosted glass because of the coziness, right? That seemed like the obvious reason. And she looked at me and she said, but mostly I wanted frosted glass because Renee, when you get to be my age, nobody needs to see this in the shower. And I looked at her, of course, immediately picturing her naked. And I thought, well played. Yeah, you got a good point on that that one. And I probably will feel the same way when I am her age. Because she said her husband comes and goes and brushes his teeth and washes his face. And, you know, maybe in the tub at the same time. And I thought, okay, frosted glass it is. And sure enough, the entire color scheme of that bathroom, we worked around frosted glass green. And it looked magnificent in the end. And ultimately, she was comfortable being in the shower the way she wanted to be and wouldn't have to keep her husband out of the bathroom because it would have made her feel uncomfortable. So I hope that is a very important lesson for you all to hear because I have kept that 
because this project probably wrapped up in 2002. And, and sadly, she has since died. But I have thought of her and that bathroom on so many occasions when you can kind of get a feeling that someone, whether it is the husband or the wife, may or may not need more privacy in the bathroom if they're sharing it. And that is always something I offer. Now, to be honest, no one has ever taken me up on it, but I know in particular one client, she appreciated the offer. I think she actually wanted to pick it. Her husband thought that it wouldn't be necessary. And he knew the why, and he made a very loving comment. But ultimately, yeah, I think she probably would have felt more comfortable had the glass surround on the shower be frosted. Now, maybe when she gets to be the same age as my first client, she'll stand her ground and get that frosted glass. I hope I'm the designer that helps her with that project. But as you can see, no two bathrooms are alike because no two clients are alike. And that is a really important component and why homeowners seek out experts in this niche of renovation management, right? Because of course, they can go visit their friends' bathrooms. They can fall in love with certain things. They can go to a local tile store and pick out things that are similar. And No, what they want is something that's unique to them, and it's something that a designer can absolutely offer and should be offering each and every time. But also this expertise needs to go through the entire process of the management of the project. And that, of course, is what I'm always talking about. It doesn't just start with the wish list. It's got to go throughout the project so that that client is feeling that elevated experience that they hired you for. Because like I just said, a lot of homeowners pull off these projects with a contractor and a tile guy on their own. That is not an elevated experience. They know that. And oftentimes, the clients that hire us have done projects beforehand, and it wasn't what they had hoped for. And that is why they're choosing to invest in an expert in the business, which all of you are. And if those of you listening just went, eh, not sure I'm an expert yet, that's what not only this podcast is for, but my course, Renovation Management for Interior Designers. Information like this, how to elicit the list of dreams that your clients have, and then what to do with them, how to apply your knowledge to this wacky list of requests, and see what can be pulled off. And I will bet you can pull off a lot more of these wishes than you think. It's more that you haven't had the experience applying the knowledge to these wish lists than it is that the wish lists aren't possible. So if any of you want to take this to the next level, I encourage you to check out the course on my website. Email me with any questions. And the exciting part is there is now this new VIP coaching calls twice a month that have been really exciting and dynamic where no question is off limits where everybody can chime in with their own experience, their own knowledge when one designer is asking a question. It is really a dynamic conversation that I encourage any of you who are interested to take advantage of this. So I challenge you today, elevate that next bathroom project to levels that you didn't even know about. Because uh, trust me, a lot of the requests I get, like sudden salutations in the bathroom, yeah, before that day, never heard of that. And now that I've heard of it, doesn't scare me at all, right? 
These are the things that once you have the experience of one or two kind of wacky asks, they become more commonplace and something that you will actually direct your client and ask better probing questions to get the information you need to elevate their project to a whole nother level that they didn't even know was possible. You'll gain experience from that. And like I just explained, and apply it to the next project and the next project until you are the sought after designer for renovation projects that you want to be. So I can't thank you enough for your time today. And I really look forward to our next time together. Thank you for listening today and feel free to join me on social media at Davine Design in order to stay up to date on the latest happenings in my construction world. There is more detailed information on my website for my signature courses for both homeowners and designers, as well as other material to help guide you through a successful renovation project. Make sure to follow my podcast so that you get notifications of new episodes so you don't miss a tip. If you enjoyed this episode, spread the word, leave a review and tell your friends who are starting or are mid project. And thank you again for listening today.